Since 1997, when it was transferred from the long-dead British Empire into the hands of a newly rising China, Hong Kong has held elections within the framework of China's authoritarian government. In what is often called a policy of one state, two systems, citizens and residents of Hong Kong hold political rights and freedom of speech that are unknown in mainland China. However, most observers understand that those rights are eroding. Within that imperfect democracy, there are two fractious and strongly opposed forces, those who support the role of mainland China and those who want greater autonomy for the city-state of Hong Kong. On Sunday, September the 4th, Hong Kong held an election to its legislative council, known locally by its shorthand, the LegCo. To understand this, I had a conversation with political activist and resident of Hong Kong, Doug Bastian. You'll hear that in just a minute. First things first, can you tell me what this election was for? It was for the Legislative Council. There are two bodies in the, uh, in the government, Executive Council, which is the Chief Executive and its Cabinet, and the other one is the Legislative uh, Council, which, is, which has uh, two houses, functional constituencies and geographic constituencies, each with 35 seats, and this was for the whole composition of that Legislative Council. The one that you would have been able to vote in would have been the normal one, not functional constituencies. Actually, uh, both. Any uh, permanent resident of uh, Hong Kong uh, who can vote, uh, they can vote for within one of their five areas of Hong Kong. And also, this is where it gets complicated, and it gets complicated by design. Uh, On the functional constituency side, if you're not a professional or part of a professional organization that can extend to you votes, And you can get a separate vote for one of five special seats that are put aside. It's like an extra seat that you get to vote for. It's called the super seat. So you do get two votes then? Yeah, everybody gets two votes. So it's either for the super seat, which um, the people there, uh, the candidates uh, for that uh, come from the district council. So all these like local regional bodies. If they get enough nominations within the district council, then they can run for the uh, among the five seats uh, any of those five super seats. I, people can vote for those five super seats if they don't already have a vote for the func- any of the other functional constituency seats. And so um, how did the campaign look to you? Um, which it, what I find it very interesting in Hong Kong is that uh, because there are just so many candidates in the, across the areas, uh, they identify themselves more with a number than they do with the, uh, and, and then the political party that they're associated with. And so you see Sorry, numbers why, why all over that? the place. 
because uh, the ballots ha- uh, clearly indicate the uh, the number of the candidate, and it's easier to remember their number than it is their <laughs> name and their political party. So just like vote for seven. Yes, it, that's yeah, that's it. Uh, and they all have some of them even pre-print the, all of their posters and campaign materials, and then put a sticker on top when they know their number after they get it from the electoral office. So uh, it's uh, across Hong Kong, it's a sea of numbers all over the place. Uh, is, I think it's an interesting approach. Uh, even the candidates themselves, when they're out there, some of them wear a sash that have their number clearly indicated on that sash. Tell me about the results. What happened? Uh, slight change. It's mainly two camps, pro-Beijing, otherwise known as pro-establishment, as in they support the, the government, the chief executive and the cabinet. And the other camp uh, used to be called pan-democrats. That splintered for this campaign uh, among localists that uh, have a bit of a different campaign in focus. Um, and so now, the, because the pan-democrat camp has fractured into localism or localists and uh, pan-democrats, now they're being collectively called the opposition. And their seat count improved by three across the 70 seats that were available. Uh, they got three more seats, which still is, is, is a good enough margin. Uh, it's a good margin. Uh, their number of votes increased as well. So that was very impressive. This, especially with all of these uh, reports of uh, vote rigging and influence on the day of the election, um, there was a lot of transportation of elderly, a significant increase in uh, elderly votes. The votes among the elderly, and that still didn't uh, tip it over for in Beijing's or in the pro-establishment's favor. So, the vote for the elderly, you're, you're saying that these folks are being bussed in to support the government's position. Yes, there are a lot of reports of that happening. It happens pretty much every election, actually, uh, including uh, other levels, uh, the the district council elections, and so. So, what, why is that a big deal? Not only are they bused to the polling stations, they're also handed a paper of exactly who to uh, vote for, um, the number, the, the photo of, of the candidates who support, which could suggest to get this, uh, this ride, you need to vote for these people. There was a 23% increase or 209,000 extra votes among uh, those 61 and older, according to, I believe, some uh, exit polls. So that, that's a significant increase among the elderly. Did the turn increase across the board? Yes, it did. I think it's an increase of about 5% over uh, the 2000, uh, 2012 election. So, uh, so what, what was pushing people to the polls then? Yeah, the exit polls are actually quite limited. The exit poll used to be conducted by the Hong Kong University, but uh, due to declining uh, funding, they weren't able to do a comprehensive exit poll that w- would be uh, more reliable. But it seems that there was a much greater push among the pro-establishment too because they already have uh, have an influence and presence in these elderly homes um, and some of these senior care centers where they have a lot of local community uh, influence in providing some of this activity. Uh, there was a huge push for that. And on the other side, there was also, of course, the increased uh, protests and and disfavor with the government uh, across, uh, across Hong Kong as well as also so the formation of many new parties, uh, political parties, and a lot of rallying in the streets since before the election started. So there's been a lot of political fervor uh, out there that probably pushed a lot of people out to 
media polls. Uh, this was predictable. The uh, district council election, uh, although a lot smaller in its influence in Hong Kong, there was a lot of uh, of politics uh, and uh, an electioneering at that time too, which was a preview of what we expected to see uh, with this Legco election. Tell me about the splintering of the pan-Democrats, the opposition to the government. Yep. Well, um, the splintering is almost also from design as well. Uh, the political system uh, among LegCo supports smaller parties. If you run more candidate lists across uh, several different political parties, you're more likely to get in. Um, and uh, there isn't that much extra support for political parties that have more members, as you would, as, as you see in the Canadian Parliament, where you need to have a certain political, a, a number of candidates, and then you get a political party status, and then you get added support for research and staff and so forth. Well, that doesn't happen in, uh, in Hong Kong. So anybody can form their own party. Uh, it's pretty much just a label. So that splintering was already existing because there are just so many political parties that exist already. And then those political parties also got splintered. There was now uh, with Hong Kong uh, since 1997 handover to uh, China. That happened 19 years ago. So what we're seeing are a lot of youth who have lived only since handover. And they have a lot more of a presence and involvement into the politics that are happening in Hong Kong. So a lot of the ardent youth who uh, want to see the politics change, they are not seeing their views uh, reflected among the existing uh, pan-democratic uh, parties um, and, and the lack of progress that has happened in the past uh, 19 years. And so they formed a lot of their own political parties. And, and had a lot of influence and also even organized a lot of the protests, uh, including uh, it was actually a student boycott that uh, that kicked off the umbrella revolution uh, that started in, uh, in Hong Kong. That started a lot more of the uh, political parties. Give me a timeline of the umbrella revolution until now. Sure. Um, I guess since 1997, yearly, there have been... Um, uh, marches and rallies, uh, pushing for democracy and self-reliance in, in, in Hong Kong several times a year. After, after about 18, uh, 17, 18 years, uh, and also some various incidents, even uh, some violent incidents even happening against uh, uh, media, media freedom, and also encroachment on uh, the education uh, curriculum, uh, pushing in more uh, Mandarin over Cantonese and simplified Chinese instead of Hong Kong's uh, own uh, traditional uh, Cantonese. Uh, Just, you know, a basket of issues yes. that, that are affecting people. Yes. And yeah, that, that brought, uh, and, and also there was a decision from uh, from Beijing to regarding the uh, how, uh, who can who can run for the chief ex uh, executive uh, for Hong Kong. So this was limited and this brought uh, a boycott among uh, universities in Hong Kong and that uh, started the uh, umbrella revolution, the uh, occupation of uh, the roads in front of uh, and uh, the roads in the highway in front of the legislative council building. Um, and that lasted for 68, 69 days uh, in the streets of Hong Kong. And that was two years ago, and now, um, now in the lead up to the uh, LegCo election, um, various uh, student-led uh, uh, and, and youth-led uh, political parties have uh, shaken up the uh, the whole political uh, atmosphere, and uh, um, and now we see them. Uh, actually, some of them uh, got uh, elected into the legislature now too. 
How many do you think there were elected this time around? So there's a total of, of 70 seats across uh, both parts, the, both uh, constituencies. And uh, right now uh, it's a 40-30 split, 40 for the pro-establishment, 30 among the uh, now called the opposition, which is a localist and the pan-democrats. And that's an increase of three seats for them. Great. So what will this do for the actual balance of power? The way it's structured, they have a more of an allowance for their veto with the way that the bills come up in the, in the Legislative Council. So they, they're able to protect more of their, their interests and uh, their role in the uh, Legislative Council. However, also uh, with the addition of these new uh, localist parties, it's unclear how they will work with the pan-democrats, how the, across uh, the opposition will work uh, will work together. They, they haven't always worked uh, effectively as a bloc, but they're also not all the same political party. There's also a lot of new entrants. Some people have retired. Some people did get uh, replaced. So uh, with the new talent and young faces, uh, it remains to be seen how they will work together. It, it could be very divisive, but also could be uh, very bold uh, as well in the direction that they're going. Doug, thanks for this interview. Yeah, no problem. Doug Bastian is a community developer in Hong Kong. We reached him at his house in Kowloon. The Global Elections Podcast is produced at the James Street Studios in Ottawa, Ontario by me, Jason Manchester. You can find the Global Elections Podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher, or wherever you find your podcasts. You can get a hold of me on Twitter at, at @jkmanchester, and you can follow us at facebook.com backslash global elections podcast. Please rate us on iTunes or Stitcher if you like the show. It really helps people find us, and it makes us feel good about the work that we're doing. Thanks for listening. Oh